It's Criff. Criff, I meant. Good. I meant that. Did Criff. you? No, I actually thought Criff for some reason. <laughs> well, that's how it reads. We've known each other for uh, 10 years. You wrote this the theme song to our show nine years ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so this is Randy. He's originator of the song, and he, you're going to hear other stuff from him today, too. Anyway. Moonshine Jesus, go pie in the sky. Moonshine Jesus, urban all right. Moonshine Jesus, a surprising delight. Moonshine Jesus, won't you shine? Alive. One more, see if you can learn it. Moonshine Jesus, go pie in the sky. Moonshine Jesus, urban all right. Everybody and welcome to the Moonshine Jesus Show live at the Wild Goose. Woo-hoo. It is Killer great to see man. all of you here. Yeah, guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a fun time because today we are going to be talking about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. One thing we always warn you about is mm. that if you haven't seen it, we do spoil it for Absolutely. you. We want to talk about it all the way, so we're going to. <laughs> we might spoil it more than one way. <laughs> might, that's right. We might. Who knows? So yeah, all kinds of ways. <laughs> hey, we're brought to you by ProgressiveChristianity.org. My name is Caleb, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Mark Sandlin. How you doing, Mark? It is good to be here. I always love being at the Goose. I always love doing a live podcast with you where right? we're sitting in the same room. This is only the third time this has happened. And yeah. two years now. That's right. Yeah. Every six months or so, we, I guess. Yeah, one we, way or another, we yeah. figure out how to get together. We figure out how to do it. Yeah. Last time we were together in a bar in San Diego. That was So good. this is very different, <laughs> and it's wonderful. But it's great to see you all like live and in person. Absolutely. And it's good to have some of you joining us online as well. Hey, uh, Randy, I got to tell you something, though. What's uh, that, Caleb? You know, uh, this, uh, so we always jam out to your song, right? And I didn't know this until like a month ago, but Mark, the, the broadcasting thing that we use, yeah. he can see me. And I didn't know that until like, especially as the show goes on, I'm like, you know, drinking and I'm like dancing to the Moonshine Jesus show. He didn't tell me for like a year and a half Mark, that he can see when, me dancing. When Mark, we're, that's we're not done, nice. I know, it was so much fun. When we go live, it, there's a little graphic that comes up and your song plays yeah. and, and uh, k- k- Caleb can't see anything other than the that's graphic, right. but I'm yeah. seeing everything. I'm watching Caleb going, oh, yeah. Jesus, yeah! That's a lot of fun! And I, I finally broke in and told him how much entertainment it was for me, and then he stopped dancing. Just, oh, oh, Caleb. Oh, man. It was disappointing. I'm He's picking it up a little bit. A, a little bit more. It's kind of hard not to. I'll try today. Yeah. I'll try today. Yeah. Hey, you all all have a drink. Many those, of you those do. Those who are here. Right? A great first, drink? Absolutely. For the first 20 of them. Yes. We're calling this... Since we're doing Indiana Jones, Indy's Whip. Woo! What's in it? The name of the cocktail, it has half vodka. Well, the mix is a vodka mix of half vodka, half whipped cream vodka. Indy's Whip, of course. Uh, it's uh, half of a Modella, and you have white cranberry strawberry juice. Oh. And that white cranberry strawberry juice is delicious. And anyway, that 
is Indy's Whip. So I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, after you finish your Indy's Whip, there is a, a, a cooler over there. It's got lots of other sel uh, hard seltzers, hard teas, uh, IPAs, more Modella if you want a Modella. So there's plenty over there. Yeah. Cheers to you all. Cheers, Cheers everybody. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. <laughs> there's also swag over there. Like we said, please uh, hold on on getting the T-shirts. There'll be an opportunity to earn one of those at, at the last segment. And uh, all the rest of it is free for the take. Cool, cool. Hey, Randy, why don't you play some more? One, cool. of the, one of the cool things, one of the cool things about working with Mark, um, and Caleb, this is the first time I've gotten That's to work right. with you. Yeah. yeah. Now, I've seen the show, yeah. and I've seen you <laughs> dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is I'm doing. Yeah. And... But the fun thing about working with Mark is a door opens, and then it opens more. There. And then it opens a little bit more. <laughs> and before you know it, you can't even see the door in the distance. <laughs> You're just so far past the door. Well, this is one of those songs that kept growing. It's Moonshine Jesus, but you get to hear a little snippet. There's a bug that's digging your music. Yeah. Digging the tunes right there. <laughs> really? Cool. All right. You get to hear the entire song. I don't know that it's ever. Not ever done on the show. Nope. It's never been First done time. On the First time for show. you. The, the I, full Moonshine Jesus I show sent song. You. You sent me a copy of it shortly after. I, just I don't think. My computer ever since. I don't think I've played it live. Wow. So. And I fell down just before the, the show before this on my back, rolled over backwards. So if I fall off the stage, y'all just move me over, <laughs> make me comfortable, right. help me get there safe, and I'll go to sleep and, and Mark well, and Caleb will we'll carry on. on. That's right. <laughs>
for the first live playing of the full song for Moonshine Jesus. So yeah. Thank you, Randy, for sharing that with us. So you also are here for the Moonshine Jesus show, so we, we should get on with the show. Our first segment is called the Geek Out segment, and we don't worry. We won't live in this space too long. We'll move forward, and we'll start getting into theology and politics in it. But we, we do want to dig in a little bit. So for those who haven't seen Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, mm-hmm. I am going to share just a quick synopsis of it. So in this show, Indy races against time uh, uh, to <laughs> retrieve a legendary dial that can change the course of history. Uh, and he's accompanied by his goddaughter, and he finds himself facing a German Voller who uh, is a former Nazi mm-hmm. and, of course, as most Nazis do, uh, also uh, NSA, uh, works for the NSA. So, yeah, that's, that's how things go. Uh, but and here's the thing. First political. He, he, he tries to fight him, and he wants to go back in time. He wants to use his dial of destiny to go back mm-hmm. in time to kill Hitler, but for all the wrong reasons. He doesn't want to just kill him. He wants to replace Hitler. Mm-hmm. And so the whole story is about trying to prevent that from ultimately happening. Now, Caleb, yeah, you are really out of our show. You are the Indiana Jones resident specialist. I like, love Indiana this is Jones. your jam. I love like, it. I liked it. I yeah. enjoyed it. I, always, yeah. it was, I was always excited for the yeah. new movie. But I didn't really you know, I yeah. didn't live it the way you did. Yeah. So I'm really curious yeah. about what your initial just sort of emotional response to seeing what's going to be Harrison Ford's last show yeah. and and how it played out and what you, what you felt about it. That's right, because you all may have heard this, that he uh, he was asked, Harrison Ford, who was going to replace him, and he said, nobody, when I'm done, Indy's done. I am Indiana Jones. And so, you know, I was kind of disappointed with Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, not kind of disappointed. I was, like, oh, super God. disappointed yeah, about really, Kingdom of the Crystal right. Skull. Right? <laughs> it was awful. Yeah. It was absolutely awful. Like, I was oh, going to be more oh, generous than we were that. Like, we're like, yeah, we're going to fight good. Nazis and find like rare antiquities. And now, no, we're going to fight Russia and have space uh, beings. Space and aliens. Which, I don't I know mean, how that thought. Yeah, thought that was a good idea. Uh, George Lucas. Uh, <laughs> yeah. George fought for it hard. Steven Spielberg was like, we shouldn't yeah, be doing this. Yeah, so. you know, he's real hit or miss. So, um, <laughs> you know what? So I was, I was excited about this because I thought, okay, here's a, a chance for uh, a redemption. For Indiana Jones, I was I was excited. I yeah. wanted to see an 80-year-old Indiana Jones <laughs> come out and uh, and and do his thing one last time. Yeah, I liked it. Did I, you? I yeah. was I was excited about it. Yeah, I liked the movie. I, I thought uh, it yeah. did justice. I've got reasons for no, it, but good. but I want to hear what you what you thought. Okay, about so it. I'm not yeah. the biggest fan, but yeah. I did it, it, I did love particularly the trilogy. Yeah, right. The original well, the trilogy. Second was yeah. Me, yeah, yeah, but still, the, I really did like it. And so I went with high expectations. Uh, yeah. Uh, and really all I wanted was a great show of nostalgia. Uh-huh. That's, I didn't care. Yeah. It, it, this is the last one. I just want to feel indie again. Yeah. I got to say, I got lots of complaints. Uh-huh. I got to say, it felt like an Indiana Jones show, and it was so much fun. It was fun. And, and yeah. it had its issues. It did. Um, the de-aging of indie really didn't work for me. Yeah, I thought that the, that whole first segment where they de-age him and we get kind of, cl- we almost get a classic Indiana Jones show in twenty minutes. Yeah, like his the de-age yeah, yeah, one yeah. where they're learning all this stuff. There was something. It was better than Star Wars de you know, uh-huh. or recreating yeah. of folks. Yeah, yeah. There was something lacking of humanity under the skin. Is the yeah. only way I can describe it. The eyes weren't quite there, and something under the skin just felt like. 
I don't know. It, I, it always yeah. felt false to me. Now, that's interesting because I kind of had the opposite yeah. impression. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of liked the de-aging because I liked to see kind of the classic Indiana Jones. Right. I thought this let us see who Indiana was. Mm. And there were some moments where it it wasn't great. Like <laughs> oh, There were some moments where I'm like, okay, this looks like a video game. Uh, we didn't yeah. quite get the de-aging right. I, and not just the video game. Like, a lot of the... the the CGI wasn't always on. Like when he yeah. first jumps up on the train and we see him from a distance and he's running across the train, yeah. it looked like a, a cut scene from a video game. Was, he was running too fast. He was I leaning the wrong granted. way. It was I, like, what the world's good? I'm with you. I'm with you on that. <laughs> I, I felt it. But I thought it was important for the movie mm. because we, we got to see the Indiana Jones that we were used to seeing, yeah. you know, 30 some odd years ago uh, or more. Yeah. And, uh, but. We got that immediately juxtaposed with where he was in life right now. So we had him mm. on the train fighting Nazis, which is where we're used to see. That's the at sweet the end spot. of World War. Yeah. At the end of the World War, right? That's that's <coughs> where we're used to seeing yeah, Indy. Right. And uh, it's juxtaposed with him sitting back in a recliner. In his boxers, nothing else. In his else. boxers and uh, just a white T-shirt or whatever in, in the 1960s. Yeah. And I think that was important for the movie because it it showed what his life had become yeah. and how far it had gone from what he was. Yeah, and I think that was very important and, and important to how it would play out from them of mm. him. And we, we've got some stuff to talk about there. About I, I, One of the things I found frustrating was they have him. This is incredible when he's at his age, although I think he's playing 10 years younger. I think he's playing 70, the way that the timing works out in the movie. But uh, there's this chase scene uh-huh. on tuk-tuks. Everybody know what a tuk-tuk is? So yeah. One wheel in the front, two in the back. And, uh, the, 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 the clutch is on the handles, yeah. and it's it, – till you get it, it's – they're doing a hard, like crazy tuk-tuk chasing. Yeah. And – Perfect steering. I've driven a tuk tuk. Ain't nobody gonna drive a tuk tuk like what they're doing. <laughs> Particularly a seventy-year-old guy who we were seeing as tired and beat and worn out. Yeah. And then near the end of the movie, he's climbing a rock wall and he complains about he's too old for this. <laughs> oh wait a minute! You literally were jumping from one tuk tuk <laughs> to the other, doing these crazy slides and and. You're too old to climb a rock wall? <laughs> I mean, I felt there were some issues, is all I'm saying. <laughs> I, okay, I agree with you. And uh, you sent me a meme last night, Mark, <laughs> right? And so it, uh, so th- some of the kind of complaints about this movie has been that he's 80 years old, right, playing Indiana Jones. And there's this meme, maybe you've seen it, where it says, um, I don't know, a tenured professor of archaeology who's a white man refusing to give up that position is maybe the most accurate thing about <laughs> Indiana Jones. Yeah, and I said, that's pretty yep, accurate. Yep, yep, that sounds right. That sounds right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I thought that was great. All right, so I want to I get back up and get yeah. more of a, a larger perspective, and then we're going to drill back into this particular one. Mm-hmm. But Indiana Jones in general, since you're the big fan and really are into yep. it, what do you think – is the appeal about that character because there is an appeal even yeah. as they tried to bring in a son in one of the earlier movies he couldn't pull off that indie swagger and right. that, all of that what is it about indie that we love yeah i i think it, first of all let's just acknowledge the fact 
that we think a professor of archaeology is cool, and that's not an easy task, yeah. right? That's not that's a an big easy ask. task. That's yeah. a big ask. Yeah, yeah, I preached on Indiana Jones at the, at the beginning of June, and I said that. That's like a, a big thing. I think that's one of the reasons <laughs> I love Indy is because he's doing this. I think a, a large part of it is Harrison Ford. And so I mentioned earlier that he said he didn't think anyone else should play him. And I think that Harrison Ford kind of has a way about him. I mean, he's a movie star. He's one of the most bankable stars in Hollywood. Even though he's 80 years old, I think there's something about that. You don't play Han Solo in Indiana Jones without being a pretty cool guy, right? right? Yeah. And so I, I think what we like about Indiana Jones is that he goes to exotic places, he has adventures, and I think one of the appeals to Indiana Jones is also that he deals with some of the things that are mystical, some of the things that maybe we don't understand, and I think there's an appeal to that, to, to going to exotic places, seeing things that we don't understand, having our, our lives at risk, something that most of us will never do, right. and that's kind of that's cool, it's kind of fun to see, yeah. even if he's 80 years old and he's doing it. Also, if he's punching Nazis in the face, that's cool. <laughs> it's cool to see Nazis' faces melt, you know, that kind of stuff. I, well, I, speaking of yeah. Nazis' faces, yeah, I, I want to ask you this other question. About a thing I have a little issue with the show. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Voller, his yeah. main, the main guy he's against, he's trying to go back and yeah. take Hitler's place, essentially. Yeah. They're in that train chase that we talked about. Yeah. And uh, there's a horrible fight. The guy almost has Indy. He falls off the edge. And then at the last minute, one of the uh, postal hooks that used to go out uh-huh. catches him square in the face. Yeah. And he goes flying back. And then the next time we see him, uh-huh. he is fine. Like, Just older. He's older, but yeah, it's, there's but no s- no yeah. indication. Like that, they were on a train that wasn't slowing down. Yeah, he hit this bar. It it hit him square Come in the on, face. Mark. He was flying backwards. Oh, wait, and the next time we that? see him, he's perfectly fine. That's <laughs> yeah, all good. It was just a scratch. Yeah. So there are a number of consistency <laughs> errors. I, th- I, I mean, uh, obvi- obvi- obviously, that's problematic. And an- another issue that I went to go see it with a group of people with my family. We went to go see this. We thought this would be a fun family movie to go see. And, I mean, you know, they had oxygen tanks uh, in the <laughs> 1960s, yeah. and yet they did not use them in the right. movie, right? No, they right. used they this big tube with the air. Weird. It made no sense. No sense at all. They had... What was it? Just a few minutes on the on the floor, three minutes or something like that. Yeah. Uh, they had a very short amount of time. There were a lot of logical inconsistencies that didn't make yeah. it, uh, you know, that I guess interfered with it. But I mean, when we're being honest, don't all of the Indiana Jones movies have a bit of a logical inconsistency? <laughs> don't you have to kind of? I think you, the it, suspension of disbelief yeah. is really a big part right. of it. Yeah. No doubt, it's actually part of what makes it fun. I mean, right. Uh, the Nazis' faces melting like wax, you know, obviously. Right. It's funny. But yeah. um, so the next question I have, yeah. and, and I'm just going to, because I knew that you were going to be all positive about <laughs> of this. Of course, yes. And so I wanted to ask the hard-hitting yep. question. Okay. All right, I got two more before Strike we with it. Take, okay. take another break. Okay. The first one is, yeah, why Teddy? <laughs> so Teddy's the sidekick of his goddaughter, yeah. really a, sort of an adopted son. But I'm just curious, yeah. what role did he play in the movie? I mean, there's this one scene. They set up where he's at a, a, yeah. a resort, and some pilot is using paper to teach him how to fly a plane. Right. And then he takes the next thing about a plane is Teddy, the eight-year-old boy, yeah. is taking off in a plane. 
What? Mark, and, and then come it was, on. But then it was like they wrote it like in sequence. It's almost like they wrote it in sequence. And they're like, oh, he's up in the air. All right, landing plane's the hardest part. What are we going to do? The pilot's sleeping in the back. Okay. <laughs> okay, that'll get us out of there. So, yeah. I mean, what, what the purpose did he serve, man? Okay, so he's the comic relief, right? In every, sort of. In every, yeah, sort of. In every Indiana Jones movie, we get a sidekick who's a, who's a comic relief. Yeah. So in the, in the first one, it's Marion. In the second one, Temple of Doom, even though it's a prequel, right? We get Short Round, which, hey, kudos to him, an Oscar this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Incredible. Amen. Yeah, Asian Americans, you know, getting their, their due finally. And then uh, in... In the third one, it's Sean Connery, which, right. I mean, what's funner than seeing Sean Connery as, that like, was incredible. a helpless? Yeah. That was a lot of fun. And then in, in the fourth one, it's kind of a combination between Marion again and yeah. his son, Mutt. And so I, that's kind of been the formula. Yeah. And Indiana Jones, if it has been nothing else, has been somewhat formulaic. But it's, right. but it's that way intentionally, right? It's parodying kind of the formulaic uh, campiness. kind of. Yeah, right, of the 1930s and yep, all exactly. that. Which is why it was so fun, yeah. and, and why I think it continues to be fun. I think we we kind of like that, and I, yeah. I, I think that's one of the fun things about Indiana Jones. It's over the top, but it's intentionally over the top, and we love that, or at least I do. All right, last question I, I have is, one of the things after watching it that I kind of started reflecting on was, yeah. they tried to make, se- in the movie, 70-year-old Indy, yeah. almost exactly, except for p- complaining about climbing the rock wall because he's too old for it, uh, <laughs> kind of like the old yeah, indie, and I feel like maybe they w- is disrespectful for our aging population hmm. because there were moments where he wasn't doing the swash- swashbuckling James yeah. Bond kind of stuff. Yeah, and I am not kidding. I think that that he gave some of his best performances ever yeah. in some of the more emotionally connected scenes. Yeah, would it have possibly been a stronger movie? if we would have lived into the real strengths of a person who has the background and the knowledge and the emotional depth that he has because of his experience, mm-hmm. uh, would, it, would that maybe have made it a, a, a more realistic and, and something we could agree, like really dig into and appreciate more if we get, got a little more of that? It would have been a stronger character. It would have been a worse Indiana Jones movie. And so I think uh, what makes it a good Indiana Jones movie is that he is Indiana Jones no matter what age he is. And right, so right, I and enough. so I, I think that would have uh, certainly would have been like, yeah, that's a more realistic character. But I I think it was a good no. Indiana Jones movie for what we got. Uh, you know, like I said, age of from the pureness nostalgia yeah. perspective, I yeah. loved it. I felt that was I yeah, felt yeah. I came out feeling like I just watched another I got yeah. a, I got my last indie movie. So we could go on and on, and we really would. Uh, just for uh, those people to. that are here, yeah. there is a storm that looks like it's rolling towards us. We will see. Uh, if, if we stop abruptly, just know that's what's going on. No, if, if, if the storm it, comes, just drink more. That'll fix it? <laughs> that'll uh, fix it. Yeah. Get a new sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> get get right. a new sidekick. Randy's not right. here. All right. Yeah. Well, we do have Randy here, so we're going to ask you, sir, if you'll uh, play the drop, please.
uh, Randy, I gotta tell you, uh, my seven-year-old also goes around singing Moonshine Jesus. <laughs> it's I a want, family song. Can I share? Yeah. When you when we first started running that song on, yeah. uh, we were a little more PG in the early years of the Moonshine Jesus show. No. We were a little what? more. I can't say that we really are anymore. Been bad. But I am not joking, Randy. And I, I hope I've shared this with you before. The number of folks who would tell me that they listened to the Moonshine Jesus show on their ride to pick their kids up from school and they're coming home and said their kids would make them stay in the car to hear the last <laughs> Moonshine Jesus we all song. Love it. it really did happen. Yeah. Yeah. It really did, yeah. yeah. But Hey, okay, so this is the Theo Politico segment. But. So we 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 want to talk about theology and politics, but we recognize, even though there's a storm coming, that it is rare that Randy is with us. And so he's going to play uh, another short song for us while An he's original. here. An original. Okay, great. Absolutely. Uh, original and... Indifference, and it has nothing to do with Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> it has everything da, to do da, with da, sex da. and... Uh, <laughs> Hey, seems seems like it's made perfect for this show. <laughs> Does that make us PG-13? Is that where we're at now? <laughs> Technical difficulties. See, now, Hold on. now this is what's good there about go. Wild Goose. There you right? go. Everybody pitches in. We've got in. good people. Yeah. Is that it? Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's so cool. Thank you. <laughs>
Randy Kreth, everyone. Thank you. Thank you guys. Randy, we're so glad you're here, man. It's it's so it's so incredible. Yeah. It's like a triad. I love it. Tripod. I may not say much about the movies, but you know, it does. I sing weird songs that are not connected. Let's see how I'm not drinking. I'm. You're doing the most important thing. You're having a good time with this community. That's right. Ah. All right. There you go. I'm, I'm having fun. My my wife is smiling Woo-hoo. at me. Hey. Even better. That Even that better. makes it that makes it really Even better, good. right? Yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff there. By the way, one yeah. one point about Indiana Jones. Tell me. Yeah. He is not critical to any of the movies. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, so right, so this from Big Bang Theory, right? Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. so Sheldon loves yep. Indiana Jones. He loves Raiders of the Lost Ark, yes. and yep. his his partner, who becomes his wife, says, uh, "Raiders of the Lost Ark did not need Indiana Jones. The plot uh, would have occurred oh, in exactly good, the right? same way if he wasn't there." And uh, he um, hates that because she's right, you know. <laughs> and I mean, this is one of the things about Indiana Jones is that he is often unsuccessful. Oh, in yeah. um in in what he does and what he's and what he's seeking after and so yeah. maybe I'll turn that into a question mark. I figured that was where you're going. We're talking about theology <laughs> and politics. All right, I'm all curious. Right. All right. What does it mean that Indiana Jones pretty much never ends up with what he's seeking to get? Well, I actually thought that this was what you were going to answer when I asked earlier why do we like Indiana Jones? I like to keep it, you know, yeah, kind of surprising. I really did because yeah. I think the real appeal of him besides his sort of like charming style and his jokey style yeah. and how he seems just as surprised as we do at times at what happens. <laughs> I think yeah. that's part of the appeal. Yeah. But a big part of it is he is so freaking human. <laughs> like he messes up as much as I mess up. Yeah. But every once in a while it tilts to the right place. Uh-huh. And so I think he is, believe it or not, I think he's hope. Huh. I think he gives us hope in the moments when we are just terribly and beautifully human and can't quite get it right, but we're trying. That. I love that. Yeah. You know, and I mean, Harrison Ford's kind of like that too. I think that's, that's maybe, I think maybe you that's hit the fair. nail on the head as to why we like Harrison Ford. He's like, a human guy. Yeah. And so I went to see Indiana Jones, and then we went to see Mission Impossible. And, and you know, Tom wow. Cruise is like 60 years old, and he right. looks like he's 40, and he didn't <laughs> age naturally. And I'm like, he does not look like Harrison Ford looked when he was 60 <laughs> years old. And so, you know, I think Harrison Ford is, is a very a human person as yeah. well, and I think we can feel that, and we like that. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I like that answer. Um, so I'm, I'm also curious, Mark. Mm. You know, one of the things that Indiana Jones says is it's not so much what you believe yeah. as how hard you believe it. <laughs> and that was a line oh, that yeah. really stuck with me. And I thought oh, as I yeah. heard that, I wonder what Mark <laughs> thinks about this line. You I'm going to ask him you about knew, it. You knew that I was cringing. <laughs> I did. At I that could line. feel you. We weren't watching oh it together. We were watching it across the country, right. but I could feel you. You could feel me just. <laughs> oh, don't we say know each other like well that. enough. I knew. Don't say yeah. dumb shit like that. <laughs> don't do it. Like, oh, thank you. I think, I think someone's upset with me. Uh, <laughs> no, I think that's Our one of the. I think shit. that's. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of the worst like lines to to say that it doesn't matter what you believe but how hard you isn't that why America's so screwed up right now we got so many people (laughs) (laughs) 
then there's so, uh, there's lots of other reasons, but a lot of them are connected to that. There's people who've decided that it doesn't matter what I believe, as long as I just believe it hard uh, and put others blinders on. Exactly like you're saying, Tommy. Uh, so no, I I hate when lines like that popped up. I mean, I get why in a writer's room it feels like a classic sort of throwback to those old shows where the yeah. the, the, the lead character who's supposed to be weirdly romantically tough says something like that and it gives it a little emotional side yeah <sighs> it's just crap it, it's it's not good it's bad 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 theology i agree I mean, you, you, yeah, that's exactly you, what i you thought li- i figured you liked it uh, no, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. no i loved every part of indiana jones every part, <laughs> even the terrible line no it was it's bad right because that is the problem with yeah. american churches in particular Absolutely. that we that we find people who say you know, uh, I just need to believe hard enough. And yep. if I believe hard enough, that's all I need. And if I believe in Jesus hard enough, if I accept Jesus as my personal Lord right. and Savior, that's all I need. And that's all you need, too. It's the church and, I grew up in. Right? Heard, yeah. it, heard it all the time. And it's I damaging. I, I, yeah. See? A, a lot of folks Three out of three, sure. 100%. Yeah. And so I get people walking into my church every day who had that and said, I can't believe that kind of stuff. I don't believe it. And the fact that I can come here and find that uh, I don't have to believe that yeah. is is a real blessing, and it so is. I had a hard time with that line. Yeah. So there there are a lot of questions I want to ask you about. But uh-huh, I, this I, worries I wanna, me. <laughs> but I've got one in particular I want to make sure I get to. All right, all right, okay. here we go. So Indy's giving a lecture about the dial. He's explaining what the dial means. I thought that was pretty clever writing. That they yeah. Showed so, okay, so you see where I'm going with this, all you right. know, okay, because it's juxtaposed immediately, right, with the moon landing. 1969, mm. the moon landing. And so we see a TV pulled in. And so we kind of get a juxtaposition of the past, Indy talking about this Archimedes uh, dial, yep. and the the future, the moon landing. And they're, they're kind of juxt- juxtaposed together. And so it's past versus the future. And I'm wondering, Mark. Yes. Do you see a struggle like this? <laughs> anywhere mm. in our society. Mm. Maybe, I know you're going to have a hard time with this. Maybe one. in some small corners, but I think oh. in general, we all well, want to move forward together. Right? Yeah, that's right. No. We're not, we're not <laughs> no. interested in that. I mean, that's clearly, no. I mean, it's, uh, going back to Tommy saying it's not the only problem. Yeah. I mean, one of the big, big, big problems right now is this divide of folks who are desperately trying to not only hold on to the past, yeah. but enforce it on people. Uh, because of some falsely held religious beliefs that I'm just going to believe hard and strong. So it, it all ties together. And so, yes, we got far too many people who with far too, many po- too much power who are trying to drag us back in all kinds of rights, back to the past, based on some false theological beliefs that they're holding on to just because they believe them strongly enough. When what we need to be doing is using the past to understand who we are and figure out ways forward where we can include more people and make society better and stronger by the multiplicity of voices that we include. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. So whenever I saw that scene, it struck me, of course, that we saw, you know, kind of the 1950s versus modernity. Yeah. Uh, when we're dealing with things like and right reproductive now, we're rights. trying to roll yeah. everything back to the 50s. We're trying to roll back to the 50s. So uh, race, or, or beyond. Uh, race kind of, yeah, or beyond, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, really. It's rose-colored <laughs> glasses, as you said. Things that were never as good as people envisioned them being. Yeah. But uh, so I think that's certainly true. It's an easy, it's low-hanging fruit, yeah. you know, for us to say the Supreme Court right now is obviously acting like it's the 1950s, and we have 
Uh, you know, justice is making terrible no, decisions. 1850s. 1850s, 1850s yeah. Not fair. even the That's 1950s, fair. the 1850s. Hey, no, you know what? The, actually, yep. when it comes to bodily autonomy, yep. no, it's the uh, it's the 1950s because in the 1850s, people didn't give a crap <laughs> about it. Better. They were fine they with were it. Better. They were better. Matter of fact, better. it yeah. only happened. It was in the 1970s, 1971, 74, and 76. The Southern Baptist Church actually passed I'm preaching. I'm sorry. Ah, but they well, actually, we're giving you they actually, yeah, in, in, in 71, 74, and 76, the Southern Baptist Conference actually passed statements saying yeah. that they believe the government should stay out of that issue in yeah. the 70s. Wow. So, wow. So it's. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'll stop now. Ah. <laughs> we want to hear you preach, Mark. So I think, obviously, it also goes without saying that churches operate like this, yeah. too. Absolutely. Right? Too, that too churches frequently. that ought to be practicing the teachings of Jesus, right. that ought to be moving forward in terms of radical inclusivity and all of these things, yeah. are, are acting like it's the 1950s. And, you know, Mark, I had, uh, had folks who were preaching to me once about... Uh, how they had hoped that the church would one day be burgeoning with people on Sunday mornings, right. you know, uh, like it was the 1950s. <laughs> and uh, I told them that that church that they loved was not a church that I had ever known mm. because I had only known a dying church that yeah. was wow, different. Yeah. And so I think that uh, the church that I fell in love with is different, but I'm grateful for the church that I fell in love with because the church I fell in love with is a church that's not just interested in getting yeah. people there, but is it a church that is interested in making a difference in the world. Yeah. And boy, if we could have that, that wouldn't that be great? So well. Yeah. 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 I hear you loud and clear. Okay. So I've got a ton of other questions that I want to ask you, but, <laughs> but you know, Randy's here. <laughs> and I, Randy's here. Randy's here. There's a storm coming. And, and Randy. has got more music. Yeah, you got more music. We want to hear No. Well, I'm going to make up one right You're now. You're going to make up? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to okay. write a song about what's going on right now. So don't okay. worry about the oh, music. In the moment. Yeah. Caleb and Mark, they're on the spot.
That was awesome. Ridiculously fantastic. Thank you, sir. Yes. That was so good, so good. All right, so this is typically our Make Me Look Stupid segment where we commence to trying to make each other ask a question that might be particularly difficult to answer. We are going to let you turn the tables on us here and call it the Make Us Look Stupid segment. So we're asking for your questions about theology politics or just indiana jones in general and after you ask your question now that the storm has chased off so many people after you've asked your question make your way oh what happened to all the t-shirts all right they're in the box make your way over to the table and find yourself a t-shirt we've got small medium large extra large and a couple of double so uh anyone have a question they'd like to ask i saw your hand first your second your third Okay, so this is less about making y'all look stupid. It's all good. More is, I want to know. Curiosity, that's fine. Good. That's good. So we do that too. In all of the movies, Indy is a very blessed man. Yes. He has his tenure. Yeah. He has yep. the woman. Yeah. He has yep. relationships. He has friends. He has the sidekick who makes him look good. Yep. He has all these artifacts that he has gathered. Yeah. Do you think that one of the reasons why he's appealing to us is that he's not content with the blessings that he Ooh, has. That's good. Whereas, yeah. you know, we're First supposed to be content yeah. with what God has given uh, us. Yeah. Let's all we just don't give the be. question a round of applause. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Uh, yes. I mean, you go ahead and respond to that, but what a I, I, beautiful question. I mean, yeah, I think you articulated that better than we, we would have been able to. Would have been able to, but yeah, I mean, he's very human, right? He fails all the time. He gets into all kinds of mess. And one of the things I was going to say about Harrison Ford in general Good is that, shirt. you know, uh, you know, the most famous scene. You all probably know this in okay. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Whenever uh, there's the guy with the sword, right, and he's supposed <laughs> to have the sword fight, and. He's Harrison Ford is sick, right? Because he's out filming in this exotic location. He gets sick, right. and so he pulls out the gun it and shoots the, the guy. Wasn't it wasn't in the script, the script right? right? It's just because he's sick. Because Harrison he Ford want to do the rest is of it. sick. He doesn't want to do the rest yeah. of it. So I think Harrison Ford's a, a relatable character. I think Indiana Jones is a re relatable character because in the next movie, Temple of Doom, right? He pulls out. He goes to pull out his gun. He doesn't have it. Right. Things go wrong. <laughs> I love in this I movie. Think that's right. The opposite happens. Yeah. He's in a crowd of people who are really right. upset with him and he pulls his whip out and goes shabam shabam and everybody stands back for a minute then 80 people pull a gun out and point it at him like they reverse the whole thing on him it was brilliant but yeah. I, I do think that your question i think is absolutely brilliant and i think is 100 percent true and i yeah. think part of it is this internal uh realization that we don't express a lot yeah. like i said in the podcast that we were doing earlier before this one right we all are in just the fact that we can afford to be here and, and take this time off, we are privileged people. We we do lead a life like you're talking about in terms of indie where a lot of things go right for us compared to the rest of the world. And there is a part of us, I think, that realizes we shouldn't be content with it. And so I think what you're saying really speaks to this unspoken part of our deeper soul where we all kind of recognize, I know life is good, but I should not be content i think just a brilliant question yeah uh tommy you're next okay get to the mic first take your time take your time okay. hey you and indy man you and indy yeah so yeah, my I question mean. is <laughs> yeah it's got to do with the box office okay, okay. very question yeah. yep. which yep. is kind of like the church mm. how is this even relevant right to uh -huh. people in who are not born in 30 
plus yeah. years ago. Right. Yeah. And how is this relating at all to those folks? Yeah. In many ways. Right. Like the church. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I'll get okay, I'll, yeah, get your T-shirt, please. Get your T-shirt. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that that's actually part of the box office. The, Indy's a massive box office flop. They yep, spent $300 million, which let's just talk about the absurdity of Hollywood and the amount of money that's yeah. pumped into entertainment when the world is in the condition that it's in. Let's be yeah. real about that. We're, we, I mean, that's what we do every week. We take a show, that we, but we need to acknowledge that the yeah. money that's put into that that does create entertainment for us and lots of other people, really we should be rethinking what we're doing there. But it's flopping. And I do yeah. think that part of it is it's lived so long off of people, mine and Tommy's and Randy's age, who this was our childhood, and it is real nostalgia for us, but it's not yeah. so much for any other folks. And we're starting to see, I mean, Hollywood's been riding on the coattails of the 80s and early 90s for dozens of years, I mean, a, yeah. a couple of decades, frankly, where they're just playing up on all this stuff, and we're starting to see it's not working, which I also think, this is a good thing, that it means that the younger generations are different than us. For questions just like the one you asked, where the star, yeah. the star player is about, like, he's, everything's great for him, and he's trying to make better and all of that, the younger generations already see how messed up that is. Yeah. And so that's the stuff that's still related to the 80s and has 80s standards and 80s ideals of seeing the world, that's not flying with the younger audiences. Go ahead. Uh, but not Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Not that one. I will fight you on that. I, you, me and you, out back. Out back. I, we will fight on that one. This is the first Challenge Wild Goose fight that we've ever actually had <laughs> over Spider-Man. What, what do you think about the nostalgia and how, it, the, the, you know, we're talking about the 80s and we yeah. are seeing a box office swap yeah, yeah. going on here. And I didn't even get into how that's related to what happens in the church right now, which you had touched on earlier. Yeah, yeah. So, look, I, I, a, a couple things here as as we're moving Your on. Fifth one. Um, so... First of all, I think that younger generations also see what Indiana Jones is doing as problematic. Right. right? So at the beginning of Raiders, he's trying to steal a cultural artifact. Yep. And people are like, no, actually, the yep. native folks who were chasing <laughs> him. Belongs to them. They're right. They're <laughs> the right ones. Indiana Jones isn't the hero here. Yeah. He is, right. Right? He, right. And so I think that's part of the cultural awareness that we're starting to have with younger generations. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, that uh, that there is some awareness that what he's doing is problematic. We also see Indiana Jones portrayed as kind of a white savior. And we're having yep, a, an much. awakening that that's problematic. Yep. And so I think... You know, in the church, certainly we're seeing uh, all kinds of problems with the nostalgia of the past and, and recognizing that, that what we have done is not working and will not work for future generations. Yeah. That what we have to do in the church is we have to be willing to, to change and we have to be willing to adapt. You know, yeah. that uh, I, I heard you all in the, the last one talking about, say, committee structures or things <laughs> right. like that. I mean, things as simple as like ways that churches are organized to things as, as complex as our theology and the ways that we are, we have accepted the theology that has been handed down to us in ways we have to be willing Absolutely. to challenge that. Absolutely. Yeah. We got one here, one here, and then you'll be the last. You got one too? You'll be the last one. We got enough time to do that? Uh, okay, we got enough time. Ten minutes left. So we'll try to give short answers and get as many in as we can. All right, this is a quick indie theology question. All right, so, excellent. Temple yep. of Doom. 
There were five stones he was after. Okay. Now, what were the names of the stones? Oh, they were the Shankara stones. Oh. Ah. Right. And the see, deity that, they, that was being worshipped. Kali. And but but see, here's the problem. Ah, here's the problem yeah. with this. But so, but but he's now going to teach on it too. Is this okay, Mark? <laughs> yeah, do. So because this is problematic. So I did during. Uh, d- have you all read Barbara Brown Taylor's Holy Envy? So it's yeah. Good. It's very so, uh, good. So during Lent, I talked about Holy Envy, and we talked about Hinduism, right? And then I I preached about Indiana Jones at the beginning of June, and I said. You all now know why this is problematic, right? Because Kali is portrayed in a very negative light. We have a very negative portrayal of Hinduism. And I think... There are I, I that I think that Temple of Doom is extremely problematic. I think that uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is extremely Crazy. problematic too. And one of the reasons that both of these two are the most problematic, I would say, is because um, they're they're othering other religious traditions and they're inventing the sacred artifacts yeah. that people are searching Absolutely. after. And so uh, I think we we see people othered and and we see people. Um, uh, Made to seem like their re- their religious beliefs are are crazy, actually, yeah, uh, and and they're not, no. and it's not a fair portrayal of, of those. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. You're up next. Sorry, Mark. Oh, that's not good. I, I'm glad you did. Okay, question. Okay, you've already answered it somewhat. Okay. Indy is a person of privilege. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Tenure but he professor. doesn't get what he wants. He's human. Yeah. But he the answer always winds up with the right answer. So, so, or the best answer, right. or the greater good, right? That, yeah, uh, instead of right, maybe, <laughs> maybe. anyway, maybe. Yeah. The question yeah. is, can you explore or parallel Indiana with white male old Ooh. privilege, specifically, who are also human and uh-huh. don't get what they want, yeah. but can still make a difference? Or a greater I'm good, start et because I started and I most of these. I ask is an old white male right. who wants a T-shirt. <laughs> and, you, and you should go get your T-shirt. <laughs> you should go get your T-shirt right now. Don't forget it. Don't forget the T-shirt. Right. So I think, I, I mean, we all have to use the areas of privilege that we're given, I think. and um, It's I, how you use them that makes it, it a, make, makes a difference. It, it, right. That's are you right. abusing people with it or are you raising yes. voices? Are yes. you recognizing what you have yeah. and then standing alongside of someone and saying, can, can any of the stuff I have help you? Like, That's right. Is there something there that might That's work right. for you? Let me know. You tell me what can be done. And I, I mean, I think we need to own this, Mark, because oh, yeah. you and I co-direct uh, ProgressiveChristianity.org right. together. And when we started, it was an all-white it board. It was all-white board. Uh, almost all-male. Almost all-male. And we've, we've made intentional efforts to diversify and go through DEI training, make sure that we're, uh, not, we're making sure that the future of the progressive Christian movement yes. does not look like what the past has looked Absolutely. like, which is older, white, and male. Yep. And uh, I, think the, I think progressive Christianity as a whole, you know, wild goose, all yep. of this, I think we need to own the fact that it has been white, older men who have been driving the conversation. And uh, I, I think part of that means exerting our privilege to raise voices Absolutely. That, that have been marginalized. Essential. And I think that's I one think of the so. things we're trying we're to trying do. We're trying our best. And, I, and yeah. we're, doing, we're doing an okay job at it. We can do better, and we'll, we'll keep trying to do right. better. But right. that, I'd like to see more organizations working very diligently towards that. Right. Okay. We've got two more questions. We're going to try to give shorter answers because we're almost out We've of time. We've got eight minutes, right? My, eight my, minutes. My, yeah. my thought it. is that perhaps Indiana Jones' problem is that he doesn't know the wisdom saying of Roy Kent. Ah! Uh, Fuck! Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, there are many, there are many. T-shirts. That, grab your T-shirt. Grab your T-shirt for sure. I mean, like, uh, there are certainly moments, though, in indie movies where no one's saying anything, but you can almost hear Indy going, fuck. I mean, so, <laughs> so maybe it's a more of internal because he's trying to keep it PG yeah. enough, you know? But I think that he does experience the fuck moment. I really think he definitely does. <laughs> Any thoughts? Yes. Uh, Amen. Uh, I like that. Yeah. Go on forward. One hey, more hey, question. Kudos to you for pulling in. Hey. Uh, you know, well, I pulling Ted Lasso to Ted a discussion Lasso. about yeah. Indiana Jones. Mad I, respect. Yeah, Mad I mean, respect. Yeah. yeah. Nerd credit. Uh, yeah, all right. Please. Go right ahead. Oh, right. I should also warn you. He asked a really incredibly good question in the last one of these, so be ready. Oh, I'm Mark, gonna let you fill it. Going first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in Indiana Jones, he's always fighting the Nazis, and we yeah. know the Nazis yeah. are the clear authoritarian fascist bad guys. Right. But we find out in the real world when people are afraid of fascist authoritarian bad guys, their answer is to come up with their own version mm. of authoritarian <laughs> fascist. Right supremacy yeah. Yeah. so from a theological standpoint yeah. how can you explain the human urge to respond to authoritarian fascism with your own version of authoritarian fascism i think that theologically most of the response is coming from white men who value overvalue strength and so the only thing they know to to confront strength with is more strength which absolutely theologically when you look at the life and teachings of jesus make absolutely no sense at all we don't right. ever, we don't really see that ever happening um and so I, I think that that's what it is it is an unreflective kind of uh dealing with our, our reptilian brains of the only response to force is force uh and there's nothing good that's going to come of it at, at all in, in my opinion i mean i'm sure you can Stretch that and give a little you more know, insight. Uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's one hundred percent right. I think the the other thing is I don't think that most Christians have a really full understanding of what we mean when we're talking about the reign of God, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God on earth. Yeah, I think that most Christians miss the whole thing about Jesus's radical vision for the future, where we are creating a world where there is justice and there is peace that permeates the land. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. It's not about belief in Jesus, right? It is about creating a different kind of world. And I think that if we see uh, as uh, Christians our ultimate loyalty, not as to any human being, uh, but but to God and to these ideals, I think that radically transforms the way that we go about life. And I think that, you know, fundamentalist Christianity in particular tends to do exactly what you just described, yep. which is to lift people up in, in, in positions of power and authority and speaking for God. And as progressive Christians, that is the opposite of what we are about. Yeah. All right. We are going to have to call it quits no, because we are out more. of time. Did you not no. get your answer? I had a point. Uh, make, make, make a, a point. point. Make a point. Please. My favorite Indiana jo Jones quote is, you have chosen poorly in the last uh, yeah. that say that He chose, he chose the great. grail that is about poverty and about, and so uh, maybe Indy does not change the scope of what, what goes on, but it's, it's all great. in the end is about what choices he has to make yes. and maybe that's for us yes. I, 
I would say that that's the perfect note to go out on, but these are the notes that I want to go out on. find him I don't know I don't know whether to do this song so I'm not gonna do it uh, it's your call doesn't feel right your call we were sat under a tent and the wind it went blue and it made us all wonder what would Andy do ah, yeah. and Mark and Caleb had some answers, and ashes and arrows had some questions. (laughs) We all learned a little more about what we didn't know, but we know moonshine Jesus. So much. Hey, go out, look for us, listen to us on all the podcast stations, wherever you get your podcast, you can find us. Grab us, sw- grab and some it, swag if you haven't got it. Grab some swag, and if you need a walking drink, there's plenty if, over there. Wait, Mark, if, I've got, I, I know we're done.